Hello, welcome back to the ACSC podcast. Back for episode two. Uh, thanks for all the feedback on episode one. I've got to say it's our most viewed video so far. So I think, Warren, thank you very much for coming on. You've done wonders after one episode. <laughs> um, as noticed, you'll see it is just me and Warren again. Uh, just also a message from Adil. He's uh, not feeling the best at the moment. A bit of personal things going on. So he's taking a bit of a time away for season two at the moment. But he will be back. Uh, he sends all his best and we send all the best to him and hope to see him back on the show soon. But we'll carry on for this week. And I think it's an interesting topic. We're going to talk about ex-players becoming managers. Uh, obviously, there's three of them now. What you'd say is originally some of the top four in United, Chelsea and Arsenal have all got ex-players that they're now as managers. So we'll start on United. Uh, obviously, Olga Solskjaer, I think is a very hot topic. Uh, if you ask a lot of United fans what they think of him, they've not got a good things to say. Um, some stats for you. He's played 93. Well, played. He's managed United for 93 games in the Premier League, and these stats are only Premier League, not including Europa League. Because if I put them in there, Arteta's record looks incredible. <laughs> but just from the Premier League, 93 games as a manager, 43 wins, 22 draws, and 28 losses. He scored 152 goals and conceded 127, and he's been managed a month once. Uh, on paper, them stats are I'll say probably about even. Um, but it's a bit hard to say. What was your opinion on him? Obviously, being a Liverpool fan, I know it's uh, going to be a bit different. Also, obviously, when I, he first came in, I thought, oh, brilliant. He's obviously not going to do well with, especially with the high tasks they always get for a manager for being at Man United. Yeah. Um, it's kind of had its ups and downs with him, but at the moment, I hate to say it, but they seem to be grinding up games, which are literally getting them up the table. And now, as you look at it, top of the table with us. Exactly. I think this is it's an interesting one because, like you said there, United fans have such high expectations of their managers. Uh, and I think they've been so, sort of sucked into that from the glory days of Fergie. And I don't think anyone will be on that calibre of a manager they're going to get again. Um, obviously, I know they wanted Pochettino for a while, but obviously that is now confirmed he's gone to PSG. I think Solskjaer has brought the best out in a few players like Rashford, etc. Oh yeah, of course. Um, it just seems obviously with his his age and obviously with the amount of experience he's got in play, and he he knows he's got that football in mind to be in touch with his players of know knowing what they're going through. Yeah, and I think another interesting thing I think uh, it's not touched on is he's obviously brought that harmony back to you know, and I think a lot of the staff also said it when he come in in that caretaker manager period when obviously they had the rough exit of Mourinho, is he brought that I'll say that spirit back up at the ground that everyone sort of felt that atmosphere change instantly, and I think that's something that is so United needed is you look at them on the pitch now, obviously, sometimes they don't have the best, but when they get going, obviously, we spoke about Bruno Fernandes very highly last episode, uh, is if they can get him as the captain, etc., and build around him, I think, like you said, they're going to be a force for the next two, three years again. Yeah, especially because, obviously, I think Bruno, was he 27, 28 now, I think? Not, I would say he's not in, he's gone past his peak yet. He's coming into his peak years. But it's you like they got that uh, that one dominant player that's performing each game. Yes, yeah. what you want to build round. Yeah, 
Uh, and it's it's an interesting one. I think we can bring it into Arsenal. We'll talk about Mikel a bit now. Uh, on the other hand, I sort of made sure I took them other stats because Mikel has only been a manager for 37 games in the Premier League. So he's not even done a full Premier League season yet. Uh, he's got 16 wins, eight draws and 13 losses. We scored 52 and we conceded 40. Uh, and I think it's sort of shown this year is a lot of that has come this year, them losses. When he was in the back end last season, he, we had a very good start and I can't deny that. But it's sort of shown that fragile side that he's not as experienced as everyone first thought. Uh, no doubt in I think he is the right man to take us forward as a club due to the fact that obviously he was under Pep Guardiola for so long. He knows how to get best out of players and obviously we're now off three wins on the bounce. Who would have thought it? Three games ago, we were in a relegation battle. We're now six points off top. Not six, ten points off top. It's <laughs> this season, you can't call it. It's, um, I don't know what you obviously, what your opinion is on Mikel from an outsider point of view. Obviously, I'm going to be a bit biased to him uh, and that side of things, but it'll be interesting. When he comes from obviously Man City, being under Guardiola. Obviously, it's always always going to be prompting. Obviously, the training, what he's been with him, but it, does it always come down to financial backing from Arsenal and what kind of faith they have in him? Because obviously, Arsenal last obviously couple of games have done well, but is your bench good enough to like as like a second squad as such, not just mm. full on youth? Yeah, and obviously, you, you look at the likes of you guys with your bench. You've got so much depth, etc. There that your second team is probably arguably just as good as our first team at the moment. And then you take City involved. Their third team could probably be our first team on paper. Um, and I think that's the thing. Also, I think we are making movements this January already. We've seen Saliba, who is a very highly rated centre-back, just hasn't hit the ground running. Arteta obviously wants him to have a transitional period. He's now gone on loan to Nice for the rest of this season. We're seeing Ozil potentially going. I think for us to make any dealings this window we're going to have to see a lot of departures obviously Kalazanac has now left he's gone to Schalke um, he's a player I did like I did like Kalazanac I think he was a very underrated left back when he actually played well for us but it just didn't work <laughs> he's kind of one of those just brutes not the, the most quickest or that but defensively wise if you're going one on one with him he's just going to have strength you and I think that's what it is. It just didn't work out. I, I liked him a lot when he was at Schalke and I wish him all the best going back there, obviously. They're, I don't know if you've seen it, their record they're on. They're very close to breaking a Bundesliga record for the most games without a win. I think they're bottom of the Bundesliga. When a club like Schalke, it's shocking to see that. Um, but for us to get somewhere, I think it'll be an interesting six months for us now to see where we go going forward. And obviously, Mikel, I think, is the right man to take us forward. Uh, and it was interesting sort of linking it into the next club we're going to talk about. If you go back three games ago when we played them, Chelsea, their fans were mocking us, etc., for such a bad season. And now they were meant to be title challengers. And they're now, obviously, I think we're three points behind them, I believe. Uh, and obviously, Frank Lampard's Chelsea. And I think Frank Lampard as a manager has been there for two seasons now. He's played 55 games, 27 wins, 11 draws and 17 losses. 101 goals for 75 against, and he also has a manager up to his name. Uh, I think it's an interesting topic. We have spoke a little bit about it last episode. Is is Frank one of these lucky managers who's avoided a lot of bad press because he's an English manager? But I think the last few days I have seen some articles coming out that his job's now under pressure. 
they're not performing, etc. And I think he is a bit unlucky with the likes of the signings. Obviously, Timo Werner injuring himself, kicking the corner flag the other night. Uh, <laughs> if you haven't seen a clip of it, he goes to take the corner, kicks it, and he injures. So it sort of sums up his season this year. I think he's gone from being one of the most highly rated forwards in the world to a flop instantly. Um, they did say 50 million was a bargain for it. <laughs> I think, like, I don't know if you guys saw something that no one else saw, but you didn't take the gamble, and I think it's a wise decision at the moment. But I think Frank Lampard is a bit unfortunate. Um, I think he is a good manager. I don't, I personally think the Chelsea job was a step too soon for him when he went there. Yeah. Um, obviously, he was having, he didn't, you look at the success he had at Derby, did he have a lot of success? Right, he was keeping them up there, weren't he? Challenging, but you wouldn't say he was on the verge of getting them to the Premiership. And obviously, they lost. I think they he was there when they lost the playoffs, didn't they, to Villa? I think obviously is Chelsea is one of them clubs, and I think it's very much like Arsenal. I wouldn't touch it with my life if I was a starting out manager because Arsenal don't give you the backing, and obviously Arteta's took a big risk in that jump going there, and obviously Chelsea are notorious for sacking managers like fun. Um, and that's the big situation. If do Chelsea take the gamble and sack Lampard now? Who do they bring in? Uh, I honestly don't know on that one, to be honest. Um, unless they went for someone like Tuchel, obviously with him just to buy, and obviously PSG, which yeah. you'd probably call a top manager. But otherwise, I can't see. There's not much about at the moment. No, obviously, I think Pochettino was the big manager around, obviously now gone to PSG, which is going to be a very interesting one to keep an eye on, because if he can manage to keep Neymar, Mbappe, etc. there, they could be finally that team to force reckon in Europe. Um, but it's obviously this conversation is, it's a, becoming a massive trend where these ex-big players are now becoming managers. And it's, I think the other one we haven't really talked about is Gerard. obviously, the success he's having this year with Rangers. I think... Rangers, are, I think they haven't lost a game in the Premier, uh, the Scottish Premiership. I don't know if they've lost in Europe, but they're obviously unbeaten. And I think they, are... they they might have lost to Braga, but otherwise, but they did win. I think they won the group. Yes, they are absolutely flying. And I think this is a lot of stepping stone he took right. He went to a club like Rangers, who obviously are a massive club, respectively, in Scotland. But he hasn't got that, I'll say, that pressure of the English media on him. Every yeah. the way, he's stepped away from that, building his reputation up, took Rangers from, obviously, being in Celtic's shadow again for so long to, I think, they're 19 points clear after yeah. their 1-0 winner against them at the weekend. Is They're arguably going to win the SPL this year. Could do stuff in Europe and Europa League. That could be an interesting dynamic. Where would his next move potentially be? To you guys, potentially? <laughs> Uh, I think Klopp's until 23, I think his contract ends. And like you said, if he don't feel it's right, he will, he will go and obviously yeah, have a year off. Yeah. So probably say Gerard after that, um, which I think he's done it perfectly for Gerard. Obviously, he hasn't gone in full whack into a Premier League, uh, as is like John Terry as well going to Villa as an assistant. Is he is, is he, and obviously then you've got the likes of Wayne Rooney who's gone to Derby. Is it Derby is now basically the manager full time? 
It's obviously he hasn't jumped at the deep end waiting for someone just to shoot him down straight away because the results haven't been going their way. Yeah. And I think this is just, it's a massive praise on Gerald's behalf. Um, and it'll be interesting to see this, Don. Like we've obviously got Rooney coming up. There's all these ex-players that we've seen as idols of the Premier League come in and potentially in this. And it's a new era of it. And it's it makes an interesting dynamic because personally for me, you look at would United fans want one day Rooney to be, become their manager? Because for me, it's the argument I've always had with the likes of Henri talking about becoming Arsenal manager. Personally, I would never want to see it because if it doesn't work, it will tarnish that legacy he's built. Oh, yeah, of course. Um, and obviously, Henri, as a manager, hasn't had the best success uh, in his career. Obviously, I think he's now gone back to the MLS. I think he's a manager out there. Um, it's the likes of Patrick Vieira as well, had success at Nice for a while. He got sacked this season. Um, and this is the argument is it's not always the right career move for players to go into management. As a company, it's it's completely different from playing football to managing football. And I think a prime example we can see is Gary Neville tried it. He took over at Valencia, (laughs) which was one of the bizarrest things I've ever seen. And it absolutely found he's openly admitted it in some interviews you've seen. I don't I think he's come out and said he will never become a manager again because it didn't work for him. He couldn't do it. He's arguably probably the best pundit we've got in I'll say English football at least that he knows what he's good at uh, and his dynamic he has with Carragher as well and that side of things, that's two there that know where they're going. And I think you've got the likes of Ronaldo said he doesn't know what he wants to do, etc. You can be, like Ronaldo, the best player in the world, but what would he be like as a manager? It's a bit of a hard one for him because you know, like, uh, you know what it's like, even his documentary, how much sacrifice he makes to be well as he has to be trying to be one of the best if not the best player there's ever been yeah and i did see a one the other day um i think it was for an uh, award show or talk show and ronaldo they were talking about ronaldo's son yeah and he was saying how much his son he wants to dedicate that work to it he was getting annoyed because his son was having a, a bar of chocolate a or a, a can of coconut yeah 10 years old he just said the only way you're going to get success is if you put 100% into it and sacrifice what you need to to get to the top. And I think that's, and I think that will clash with a lot of players he would manage because I don't think there will be any player that is very close to his level of dedication. Um, the only two is that obviously Messi is probably not as in the highlight of what he does out there, but I can guarantee he puts just as much dedication as Ronaldo does. Yeah. But, for them to, I think it would be very hard to go into management because I don't think they would get the players who would be willing to do that. Um, it's one of them things. Some players are very good at training, some are not. It's There's so many factors that come into it, but I just can't see certain players like that doing very well. Uh, could it be money-wise as well? They, don't, they ain't going to need it, are they? No, and I think Ronaldo's been very open. He obviously has a lot of properties. He does real estate. He says he doesn't know if he has a career in football after he's finished. I think Um, he was saying he maybe wanted to go into film or that afterwards. I think the door is open for him to do whatever he wants. He's built that legacy now. He's not just a footballer. He's a a superstar in everything else. And I think it goes for Messi. And it's... 
it's an interesting diet, but I think, like we said about them three, in five years' time, out of the three we discussed in Olga Nassau, Mikhail and Frank, do you think any of them will still be at their, their respective clubs they are now? Probably not. No? None? No. It's, I don't know. Olga Nassau, I don't see it. I think if they carry on the way they're going, if they end up winning a title in the next year or two, that's only going to put more pressure on him due to the fact yeah, if he if he wins a no uh, wins one, they're gonna want them to be challenging again. Exactly. For the next um Mikel Arteta, I don't know. I personally think he'll move on to bigger things. Uh I think he's got he's a Man City manager rolling all over him. As soon as Pep's done, I think they'll come back for him because they have a lot of respect for him still. Um yeah. there. I can see that happening. And Frank, I think, will be a potential England manager one day. Yeah, I can see that. Um, obviously he's got a great England international legend with behind him I just can't see him lasting at Chelsea much I don't even think he'll manage this season if he carries on the way he's going because of the amount of money they spent in the summer it must it's one of those things it must be heartbreaking when you're trying to do your best and obviously like a club like Chelsea for, especially for Lampard where he made his career as such it must be a feel horrible for when results ain't going your way, and you're looking at obviously going to be looking at above when they when are they going to put the finger down and say that's it? And I I think more than he'll know it's coming. Obviously, being a player in there all that time, he would have seen the amount of managers. God knows how many managers that he's been through in his time as a player there. Um, it's like you're saying, you always got that board knocking above you. Um, and I think for Arteta, I think I did see an article the other day that Arsene Wenger come out and said that he would, he would happily come back and help Arsenal. I think seeing things like that probably doesn't help in his situation yeah. because he's trying to steer a club in a different direction uh, and he doesn't need things like that coming out. But there's so much being said and I think really we've covered a lot of that side of things. But it'll be good for you guys also. If there's anything you want to hear us discuss, we're more than happy to hear your thoughts, etc., um, go follow our socials Twitter I think Warren is trying to get it going a bit it's lacking behind the Instagram followers side of things if we could get going so obviously I'll put below our Instagram our Twitter and our Facebook pages hit us up on there obviously this episode goes live on Spotify iTunes and YouTube but I think a lot of you enjoy watching on the YouTube because it's obviously video based now um, if there's anything you'd like to see, I'll say FIFA content wise, it'll be quite interesting. I know Warren's a big FIFA player like me. If you want to see some things on there, it'll be rather interesting. Uh, pack clock wise, <laughs> we could do some pack openings. It'd be quite funny to see the difference this year. If not, ask Charlie how his last result was against me. Yeah, <laughs> interesting. But uh, also, yeah, anything like that, we're happy to do it. Um, it switches it up a bit, makes it a bit more interesting, brings different to the channel. Uh, but like we said, a deal will be back soon. We're wishing him all the best. Uh, potentially may have a few guests coming on. I think Tom is happy to come back on. He was on last season. Now a manager for, I can't remember the club he's managing now, but he's gone into management as well. So it'd be good to have him back on the show. Uh, but for this week, thank you very much. And we'll see you guys next week. Ta-da.